right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Go on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, give us five stars, great review. Slide on over to uh, Spotify. Make sure you follow us on there, and we will have new episodes for you each and every single week. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, what you got? Oh, man. I wasn't expecting you to go to me. Um, <laughs> got to keep you on your toes. Right. You usually go to me a little bit later. Good. Um, I got a bunch of different good stuff. Um, well, I think we talked about this last weekend, so I'll get it right off the top. It was really cool to see some buddies, uh, last weekend. We all got together, at, uh, not all of us on the podcast, but I was able to see Dustin and, uh, some friends from, um, um, up this way in the DC area at our buddy Ryan's house. We were able to kind of give them a, uh, little bit of an open house thing, watch some football, hang out with the kids, uh, see some of the guys that we normally go to guys weekend with you guys have definitely, if you've listened for a long time, heard us talk about that. Um, and it's fun to see the kids grow up and see, uh, the guys themselves, like with their families and with their kids and stuff. It's, it's great to see them in person at guys weekend. It's, it's, it's also really good to see them with the wives and kids. So, um, so that was fun. Um, of course, in the middle of that, I was trying to be not antisocial, but standing around outside a fire pit while holding my phone while watching on YouTube TV, my Carolina Tar Heels come back against Wake Forest and trying to be uh, sociable um, and, and, and getting texts and realizing that, that the game was going on and that they were coming back. So for a while, I tried to put my phone down on the table so I wouldn't be tempted to watch it. And then temptation finally just gave way in the last four minutes. And I just stood there like a like an idiot with my wife looking over my shoulder while we were completely antisocial. So good news is we won (laughs) and uh, wake forest went down. Sorry. So sorry, everyone that cheers for the ACC to have wake forest be our representative. Um, a couple other, well, actually one other thing that I thought was really cool. Um, and don't worry, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff for bad and ugly because it was a good week. Um, I was watching on Saturday morning and I think we might've mentioned this in the past when we were kind of making fun of like alternative sports, apparently, uh, the, uh, SEC group was at Texas A&M and they have like a legitimate, like legitimate, legitimate Texas, uh, meet Texas A&M meet judging team. You can like take classes. I actually went and did some further research on this. The class is animal science, 317. The name of the class is meat selection, evaluation, and grading. There's a lottery to get into this class. Um, they've been doing some sort of brisket camp. I, I'm probably not getting all of this right, but they've had meat judging at the school since the 40s. This is like an 80-year tradition. I did the math, right? Yeah, 80-year tradition here. And uh, they compete in all sorts of ca- uh, categories, beef carcass, beef cuts, pork carcass, pork cuts, lamb, et cetera. You get the point. Um, it was originally this class and, and, and the team was started to give somewhere kids somewhere to be on a Friday afternoon. They were interviewing the people that were there. They got to go to the class. They got to learn like how to cut between, I believe the answer was between the 12th and 13th vertebrae was like, for some reason, that was like the big key takeaway that, um, they, they wanted everyone to learn. And I, I'll apologize. I, I'm not a meat cutter by trade. So I don't, I don't know the significance of that, but I know that it was brought up multiple times, um, on the TV show. And I, for people who are into barbecue and, uh, and it's definitely a, a now a Southeastern Conference school. So I figured I'd, I'd bring that up if people were interested. Apparently, you can go to Texas A&M and be on a championship winning meat judging team. <laughs> so those are my goods. My bad. I can keep it very simple. I was texting with Logan last night. Some of the awards at the CMAs last night were pretty bad. 
Um, Logan, I don't know if you've watched it yet. I don't want to ruin anything for you. No, you're good. I, uh, I already saw all the results. Okay. Cause I know you're taping it, but, um, yeah. Hey, let's just put it, let's keep a positive spin on it. At least Luke Combs won entertainer of the year. I think we can both agree on that. Um, and, uh, I know the DeBerrys have, have recently gone to see a Luke Combs show. Um, I, I appreciated when they cut to Eric church and he had this little smile on his face, half smile behind the shades. And it was almost like he was, you could see him a little bit of himself in Luke Combs. I'm probably reading into that, but he was, I think he was a little pumped to see the guy go up there and give a speech. Hey, they're both app state grads. There you go. And then I was going to take my opportunity for an ugly to just say happy veterans day. It's not an ugly at all, but, uh, I don't have an ugly. So happy veterans day. Uh, I know a lot of vets and, uh, whether in my family, immediate family or friends or former roommates. Uh, I got a former roommate that's in EOD. I'll give him a shout out just cause I saw his wife's post. He put her in the EOD suit, which is pretty funny. Uh, think like Hurt Locker, and then you got like your wife inside the Hurt Locker suit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how they celebrated Happy Veterans Day. Um, anyways, you don't have to serve downrange to be appreciated, but uh, I did want to keep in mind the sacrifice that the families and wives and kids and stuff like that make, even if someone's sitting on a boat somewhere and not quote doing anything. So, thanks, vets. Happy Veterans Day. We're recording on Veterans Day. All right, Morgan. Good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, I actually have good, great, and awesome. You've been uh, very positive lately. I don't like it. <laughs> you started it. I'll positive say, Polly. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll do four things. I'll do my ugly first. Good God, Ryan. That took forever. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> today my opinion, that was a, I have a lot of stuff to say. I, I, I only get is. to talk once a week. Jesus. There was he that is. Our, Morgan's like, tighten up, Angle. Shit. <laughs> shit. Was, that our anchor, was that our anchor topic? <laughs> Covered a lot of stuff. Meet judging, Veterans Day. Can, can we don't we need talk? a recap. We heard it. Can we talk now? <laughs> this is my opening uh, monologue. Sorry. Jesus, Go ahead. still talking. <laughs> Um, good. We're gonna believe the floor is yours. <laughs> My good is Brody started potty training. Well, not potty training, but he kind of just took the first steps towards it. He's uh, at daycare. They're um, attempting to get them to when they change diaper go potty at the same time, and uh, most of the kids aren't wanting to try it, and he's actually been trying. So awesome, there. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Great, keeping it with Brody. Uh, we turned his car seat around. He is front facing in his car seat now, which is pretty cool. He's excited. He was the first time we, first day we did it. He was just looking, uh, looking forward at the big, big windshield, just like whoa, <laughs> a new world. Yeah, it's a whole break. For what two years, he's been staring at the back of the, the car seat. Yep. So he's he's pretty excited about that. He's just looking out everywhere and just calling out a lot more cars now. And then awesome, uh, all the hard work at work, putting in those extra hours, uh, finally paid off. That company took care of me the other day. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Congrats. Got a little bump. So it's kind of nice. That's, that's my awesome. Good to be recognized. It is. All right, Dustin. You. Congrats again, man. Thank that you. is always good news. Thank you. 
All right, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. No surprise here. My good. Big start off season nice on Tuesday night. All of us, college basketball kicked off for all of us, all of our teams, and, you know, everybody on Tuesday. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. It was good to see fans in the stands. It was good to see, like, to hear the crowds and see the crowds. And it was also just good to see a team start really well. Um, they got a good group. Uh, they played well. Like, I believe a couple of their freshmen are as good as advertised. And the team just seemed to play well. They played decent defense. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. Wendell Moore looked better. Like, it was just a lot of things that looked positive um, to start for this team. And they all they weren't playing a traditional bunch of high school or Kentucky kids because this year's Kentucky team has four transfers. So they're actually an older Kentucky team by normal standards. So they get many even a little more on that front. Um, we'll see how the season goes. Obviously, it continues, but good start. I was very happy. Um, bad, I'd say one area I'd criticize is they, their rebounding has got to get better. They gave up a way too many offensive rebounds um but they all to what is his name Toshibe from kentucky is a man out there on the floor so if you get a chance to watch him this year you're gonna see him come down with a lot um my ugly is uh going to the kids emmy's sick and then we took her to the doctor today and she's uh she's got rsv and a double ear infection so um Oof. that's not fun so she'll no, be taking medicine and we'll be taking care of her and managing that in the next few days so hopefully she'll get to be Oof. feeling better soon and it'll be a good next week instead of an ugly she uh she had amoxicillin oh yeah so oh, yeah bridget was on that last week she had a yep. bad infection as well yeah it's it's one of those things you know you're like oh it's a cold and then it turns out not to be but so that's what we Hey, we live in wonderful, wonderful America, and we can go to the doctor and do something about mm-hmm. it. So it's great. <clears throat> all right. Well, I guess it leaves me, and I don't have any positivity. It's all negative. <laughs> Good. So, so start off Bring with us back to reality here. This is miserable and reckless. I'm bringing the miserableness. Let's start off with the bad college basketball season. Dustin alluded to. We ended up pulling away and winning comfortably against Bucknell. Terquavian Smith is going to be a baller, but that's about where the positivity ends. Our two best players get hurt in the uh, first game Ooh. of the year. The best defender in the conference, Manny Bates, um, went down within five minutes of the game and is likely out for the year with a shoulder injury. Cam Jeez. Hayes got hurt in the first or second half, our starting point guard. No timetable. I'm not quite sure how extensive the injury is. He could be back soon. Could not be. We'll see how it goes. But when your two best guys go down on an otherwise already mediocre looking season, doesn't bode well for the Wolfpack on the hardwood. All right, moving into uh, college football. Jesus, dude. The disrespect for Devin Leary is utterly ridiculous. He was left off the Davey O'Brien finalists for the uh, best quarterback in the country. A lot of ACC quarterbacks on that. But if you look at the stats for what they've done this year, Devin Leary has currently through nine games this year has 25 touchdowns, three interceptions. Those two of those three interceptions were on last second, uh, hail Mary's at the end of halves. So he's really thrown one legitimate interception all season long. He has thrown for more yards than Sam Howell has a higher, uh, a passing, uh, completion percentage than Sam Howell. 
he is at the top of the conference in most of the metrics, but the guy gets no no respect whatsoever from hardly anyone being left off uh, with these lists for personal accolades. He All he needs is nine more touchdowns to set the NC State single-season record the, and break Phillip Rivers' single-season touchdown record, and nobody's talking about the kid. Devin Leary's playing a hell of a good football right now, so he deserves to be uh, get a little bit of recognition. All right, and then the ugly I have is the sports media, the traditional media, as we say, because we're alternative media here on Miserable and Reckless. The sports media is awful in general, but especially when it came to how they dealt with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated, and then uh, apparently the NFL knew, the Green Bay Packers knew, and he was going through the proper treatments that the um, uh, NFL set forth for unvaccinated players, but he maybe didn't wasn't completely honest with the media and god knows that's a that's a crime in their eyes but you know what i have about as much disdain for the sports the traditional media as aaron Rodgers does so good for him for not telling them what they wanted to hear and going to their uh their talking points on that but he's been dragged through the mud i think unfairly uh over this so good for aaron Rodgers for for uh sticking to his guns for the most part and uh and you know pretty much giving a middle finger to the media that's my bad bad and ugly Dude, I feel bad for you, man. That's horrible being an NC State fan. I thought I had it bad. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, basketball is not going to be not going to be fun this year. I don't think. From now well, on. From now on, when I uh, am wrong on something, or if I've said something in air in the past, I'm just going to say that I I misled people, and then I'm going <laughs> to offer a, a half apology. And if for those that don't know, that's an Aaron Rodgers joke. <laughs> I look, man, I say good for him for not telling them what they wanted to hear because the people that needed to know knew what is it their business for his his personal medical stuff. You know what? Give them the finger and tell them to F off. All right. Weekend look ahead. Um, I'll kick things off with that big game this weekend. We'll get into more of that with the pick them NC State Wake Forest. Uh, also going over to my buddy Chase's house for a, uh, as they call it, a Friendsgiving potluck uh, Saturday at one. That'll be probably pretty fun. And um, other than that, you're almost 30. I know, right? Well, <laughs> it's funny because it, I looked at the group chain, oh, everybody that was invited and what everybody was saying they were bringing. And it, I looked and I was noticed that I was the only one that was not married <laughs> in the, in the group chat. And then I was the only one that didn't like immediately say what it was that I was going to bring. Cause I was like, I don't know. And um, Chase's wife, Melissa, said, Logan, just bring a couple pies and you'll be fine. There's plenty of food. I said, all right, that works for me. <laughs> you know what you ought to it's do? It's because it's of- usually the woman who makes those choices. Exactly. Look, Logan, <laughs> you had to find a girl like the one off of uh, Borat and bring her to the party. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys have going on? If you bring a couple of bottles of wine, like two, you'll be all right. Just bring oh, yeah. some red wine and just be a classy gent about it. And then Franzia. That's the good stuff. <laughs> I just wanted enough for everyone. <laughs> be like, I brought the important stuff. <laughs> Anyone? Stuff going on this week? I'm just going to do stuff with the kids. That's about it. Me taking care of my kid. I don't have any other fun stuff planned. Watching Duke play on Friday night. I, that's the biggest yeah, thing I get going now. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Virginia Tech Navy uh, basketball game. 
Yeah. Come up for it. Is it at Navy? Uh, I believe it is at Annapolis. Hey, you better watch out for Navy. Didn't they just beat I know, right? Virginia, right? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. A... I hope y'all blow them out so you can have those bragging rights. <laughs> hey, we blew out Maine the other night, so that was fun. I don't even know what that means. What does I that mean, even mean? <laughs> nothing. Just, just <laughs> they started out the season like they should have against a team that they should have beat. You know, there you by go. Like 40, by 40 points, not beating a team that they should be by 20 or less, like some other people's teams on there. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. That's how you know you become basketball school. <laughs> all right, Ryan. I think this is the week, right, of the uh, the final NASCAR update of 2021. It is, and it's my shortest update yet. Maybe that's why I went long in my opening. You ready? NASCAR is done. Start Kyle your engines. <laughs> Kyle Larson won for Hendrick Motorsports at Phoenix. It's a second in a row for Hendrick. Chase won last year. Denny is still winless in the final race, despite making the playoffs 15 times. 15 times. And he's been in the finals four times. Talk about the Atlanta Braves. It's like it transferred to Denny Hamlin all of a sudden. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Kyle Larson won is somewhat of a feel-good story in that um, – He's pretty much won everything that he's gotten behind the wheel of sprint cars, dirt, everything else. Guy's a very talented driver. I'll leave it at that. Um, it's not really saying anything. I think he won nine or 10 races this year. Uh, the, the person who won the most this year won. So for all the old school fans that are saying, um, you know, playoffs, screw everything up. Well, the guy who won the most won the trophy. So <laughs> we, we can leave it at that, call it a win and move on. NASCAR is done for the year. So... <laughs> Um, wouldn't, wouldn't Denny be more like the Buffalo Bills and that they've gone four, <laughs> four in a row and couldn't win? I mean, the Atlanta Braves have won a World Series. True. The, although the Bills haven't made it 15 times. <laughs> so well, they, had the, they had a good period where they went to playoffs 15 times, probably. Those, those four in a row Super Bowl losses, I think, Make qualify. Yeah. <laughs> All to the That's NFC so East. Awful. I think yeah. I think Denny's gone. I, you'd have to check my math. I think Denny's gone at least three years in a row to the championship four, which is, I mean, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good odds. It's twenty five percent odds if you win the race, you win. So I don't know. Um, of course, the Tar Heels picked Thursday night to uh, to play against Pittsburgh. The one weekend that I didn't have anything to do on Sunday, so now I have nothing to do on Saturday or Sunday. So. Uh, <laughs> I guess the liquor store is going to be, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> going to Delaware this Sunday. So I'm going to go see my, uh, my in-laws and, um, and then I'll see my other, my other set of nieces. Well, I have a niece and a nephew in Delaware and then two nieces. I think I'll see them in church on Sunday morning. That's my new thing that I do now. I actually go to church as opposed to just talking about it. So that's my big weekend look ahead. It's very exciting. <laughs> I'm turning into Dustin and Morgan all of a sudden. My goodness. Going to church with your nieces, thinking about going mm. to Home Depot. <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> left me on. That's all it. Right. That's the weekend look ahead. See, doesn't so it congrats. suck like when NASCAR's not involved? <laughs> no, doesn't. But congrats, Cal Larson. There you go. <laughs> all right, Morgan. It's that time. College football right. pick them. Let's, let's go on, and, go on and tell me what those standings are again. <laughs> well, uh, who typed this up? This looks incorrect. I think <laughs> oh, this is, um, I'm not good at math. <laughs> oh, the Carolina fan typed. Oh, this is definitely wrong. Man. 
Like, Don't worry, he had a tutor do it. Or whatever it was. He had a tutor do it. <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> Let's see. Logan, you're 26 and 13. Who would have thought you'd be winning? 5 and 0 last week. But he got his wisdom tea taken out. So it's true. As uh, a judge did it then. <laughs> uh, Dustin, 23 and 16, right behind your little brother. Ryan, 22 and 19. I guess those parlays are helping you out. Otherwise, you wouldn't be winning much. Correct. And uh, <laughs> me and my horrible picks the last three weeks to have, now have a losing record in my territory. Perfect. Good to know. All right. On to the top four teams. And gee, who? Shocker, shocker. Georgia, Bama, Oregon, and Ohio State. Uh, media is going to nut themselves over this one. <laughs> they get they get what they want because no one wants to see Bama beat Cincy fifty two to nothing. Yay! Another boring postseason. All right, let's jump right to the games. Khaki pants versus Penn State coachless Penn State after this season. Uh, Dustin, who you got? Is it is that a um? Is that a for real story? Have I missed that? Or is that just a rumor mill? Just, just a rumor mill. I mean, he's, he's leaving Penn State. Come on. There's a, there's a lot of big teams out there that are going to give him a better chance at a championship. He didn't know what team, team he was playing it. last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he was too busy hey. thinking about his, his new job. Yeah, it's hey, it's possible. I'm, look, all right, first of all, yeah. for your brother-in-law, I'm going to defend Penn State. That's a big-time job. But it is. But, but, but USC calls. You, you play in Ohio State's division. It might uh, be nice to get out from under that. So go, go, he could dominate the Pac-12. Oh yeah, yeah go go. Pac-12 go West so awful. And, he could probably win that year in and year out. Anyway, like I said, go go west and beat Oregon in their fifty jerseys. Yeah. So to the task at hand. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't pick Coach Khaki. I'm going with the Nitty Lions. I don't care if the coach is halfway out the door. It doesn't matter. I'm not picking Coach Khaki, period. Doesn't. It, I don't care if he was playing Runner Rabbits High School. <laughs> no way. He's out. Penn State all the way. Plus, they're at home, so who knows? Uh, uh, Ryan, I'll, I'll go to you next semester. It's your brother-in-law's team. So – I wanted to do a little bit more than that. I actually dove into it a little bit this week. Penn State, um, I get that I'm going to see him on Sunday out in Delaware. But uh, Penn State lost in nine overtimes to Illinois. That was very bad. It's very historic. Nobody's ever been that bad before, historically. <laughs> but they also lost by nine to the number five at the time, now in the BCS four. Ohio State University, and they lost by three at an overranked, but number three, Iowa. That's it, America. Like, that's Penn State's big, terrible losses, and somehow they're not in the top 25. I don't know. That six and three looks a little dangerous. Uh, Michigan comes to Happy Valley. Happy Valley, you know, needs something to cheer about, wants to keep their coach at home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've also never been to Happy Valley. So just for that reason and that reason alone, we're going to talk later about things we may or may not do for money. (laughs) I'm going to take Penn State. I'm taking Penn State. I really am, but I'm taking it for a reason, not just family. Fucking vacuum. 
All right, Logan, what you got? Yeah, it's about that time of the year for Coach Khaki to start stumbling to his uh, mediocre finish as per the use. And I think it's a travesty that they were ranked ahead of Michigan State in the CFP this week after just two weeks yes. ago. They lost to them on the field. Yes. Uh, just a, a crime. So on that alone, go Nittany Lions. Give me Penn State. I love it. <laughs> I love you brought that up. Uh, uh, I can't say Coach Harbaugh. I hate Michigan. Go Penn State. Just send a pair of new khakis all the way out the door. Here's your, here's your, <laughs> or gray pants, here's your whatever. Here's your whatever. parting gift, gift. A pair of pleated khakis. <laughs> all right. Next up, Mississippi State at Auburn. Or Eagle versus Mississippi uh, State. The cowbells. Bulldogs. <laughs> cowbells, Bulldogs, whatever. <laughs> NC State South. <laughs> In a lot of ways. That should be interesting to see uh, Mississippi State's head coach and his comments for this game. He's always entertaining. Who you got, Dustin? First damn eagle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mississippi State's not that good. Logan? So Mississippi State actually has the fourth best defense in the SEC, and considering the offensive firepower that's usually in that conference, that's nothing to sneeze at. That being said, Bo Nix plays better at home. This is down in Auburn. Give me the Tigers. Well, as I said last week, I'm going to use a nice phrase that uh, a gentleman that used to play at uh, Auburn said, war bleeping eagle. <laughs> the KO spikes. Auburn lost to the team that beat Bama, which is AM. They lost to Georgia and they lost to Penn State, who I just talked about. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Auburn. I also took them last weekend when <clears throat> nobody else believed in the fact that they could beat AM. It's funny how a week changes, just saying. All four of us picked Auburn. <laughs> Perfect. Next up, NC State. Big bad NC State versus little brother Wake Forest. And uh, both teams ranked, so it should be a good game. That depends on if uh, Logan's uh, lucky NC State team loses 15 more players to injuries. Um, (laughs) We're probably going to be missing five defensive starters for another week. You'll you'll lose lose a quarterback in the first quarter. Uh, Logan, who you got? Yeah, so this is an interesting series historically because the home team almost always wins. Since 1997, NC State has won two games. I repeat that, two games in Winston-Salem in 2001 and 2015. I was there in 2017 when the they didn't have a pylon cam, and um, they ruled it a fumble with a freshman, Emeka Amezi, uh, saying he fumbled the go-ahead touchdown late in the game, turning the ball over. Um <sighs> Winston-Salem is is a horrible place for NC State fans to have a, a Atlantic Division hinging game to go play. Uh, they're, they're top five in the country, points uh, scored per game, but NC State is also number six in the country and points allowed at only giving up 16 points a game. Strength versus strength. I think overall NC State's a better team, uh, more balanced, but that doesn't necessarily mean we win. But you know what? Screw Wake Forest. Screw everything about their fan base. Give me the Wolf Pack on the road. Uh, being a one-point underdog, go Pack. 
All right, uh, Dustin, what are you thinking? I mean, Logan just laid out a case to support Wake Forest there and then picked against it. Um, right. So there's that piece of the puzzle that we have to deal with. Um, I just wonder, is the big bad wolf going to show up or not? But, you know, I I hate to pick the wolf pack because I just feel like they're just going to disappoint me like they disappoint their fan base. But I'm going to pick them anyway. I'm going with the wolf pack. But I, I be, they're going to, this is the year. It's going to be Braves as the World Series champion, Georgia as the national champion. NC State Wolfpack is ACC champion. That's right. Our our route to Charlotte, and then we're going to party like it's 1979, meaning the last year we won an ACC football title. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, the wolves are hungry, and they're going to eat, so uh, give me NC State. <laughs> like the reference. <laughs> Ryan, what you got? Well, based on the serious amount of footage and film I watched last week um, in this Wake Forest, North Carolina game, I was able to see that Wake Forest has an excellent team. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Wake. Uh, They're at home. Based on what Logan just said, I actually looked that up earlier. It's kind of weird that that's a stat. And uh, quite frankly, Logan, I I, I don't trust you guys to score 50 points. And I think you guys are going to have to score 50 points to beat Wake. The reason I disagree with you is because your team and Wake Forest defenses are abysmal. True. If you look at conference play points per game for Wake Forest, they're averaging about 35, 36 a game. We're averaging 29. So it's about a touchdown difference. I think yeah. that a good defense can minimize, keep them keep them under uh, under 35. I think we win. Goes into the 40s. I think we lose. I think it really breaks oh, yeah. that way. Fair enough. Yeah, I, def- I definitely wouldn't base it off last week's game. Both their defenses last week. So. Yeah, last week's game was entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was it was literally Big Twelve football. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much what we're known for. Well, we'll see if your quarterback that's not worth anything, according to everyone, can show up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five touchdowns, three picks on the season through nine games. I mean, come on, come on, man. As that Brandon guy would say. Yeah. All right. Well, next game up is a good, good little matchup down in the, the bottom pit of Florida. Uh, well, I hate this game. This, this both these schools suck. <laughs> God, the the the, the ooh. I guess if you would call them the U, but they're really the ooh at uh, Free Shoes University. So the U is not back. And the only thing exciting about the Seminoles is when, when, whether or not they're going to cancel the Native American running out onto the football field. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, who you got? Oh, Morgan, you should be on TV, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's real simple. It's going to be the U. Use back, baby. They're back. <laughs> they're back at the bottom. <laughs> You know, over the last three weeks, there aren't many teams that are playing as good of football in the ACC as Miami has been. Tyler Van Dyke, after his first couple starts, he's really kind of figured it out, throwing for 300 uh, plus yards and three to four touchdowns in consecutive weeks. I I think the kid actually is pretty good. TVD in the U. Got it. Well, 
as I said, I hate Berkeley schools for multiple for multiple reasons on both playing against the the U in the in the Big East and then Free Shoes University just take it away uh Texas only shot at a national championship. So with with that said, I think I hit free shoes just a little bit more and uh gonna go with you. Ryan. What do you think? Uh, I think you've lost to both these teams this year, right? No, we beat Miami three years in a oh, row. Got it. For that reason, I guess I'll take Florida State. <laughs> Why the hell not? I didn't even do any research on this game. I was just looking forward to the way that you would desecrate both of these teams on air. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the records are. Is Florida State quietly good? I mean, I, I they're terrible, right? They're terrible. Logan? Like. Uh, side of the conference. The Florida the State. The quarterback's good. This is Florida where Justin State says, is, do your own research. <laughs> Florida State's a team that if you can stop the run, you can stop them. Um, we held them to 38 rushing yards last week, and we stopped them. If you can't stop the run, they're going to score points, and they can score points quickly. Yeah. Whatever. Definitely. I'll take Florida State just to be different. We've all picked most of the same games well, this week. I, I would be surprised if Florida State bounces back next year, to be honest. I'll take Florida State because there's a wonderful dive bar in Panama City Beach called Spinnakers. That's yep, why. I remember. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's my analysis. <laughs> um, <laughs> and on to the last pick. Got Texas A&M, who could also potentially be coachless after at the end of the season, versus Lane Train Ole Miss. Is he going to? Stick around at Ole Miss as well, or is he gonna dip out for uh, when his big job openings come up? Uh, Dustin, who you got? Well, I know we got a lot of lane train fans here on the podcast, and from week to week, I'll hop on the train, hop back off at the next stop. I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> now, I'm off. I'm off Ooh. the train this week. I'm I'm with Jimbo and the boys. I don't care that it's down in Oxford. They're going in. They're getting the win. This is a separation game right here. Logan, what are you thinking? This is a tough game to pick. Um, It's at Oxford, which is what makes it difficult because they can score points in bunches. But I also am kind of – I'm with Dustin. I I do believe A&M is a uh, good football team. And I think that if they're more than than capable of going down there and getting a win, so uh, gig them. All right, well, I'm staying on the train and I'm heading on to the next stop. So give me the <laughs> train. Because <laughs> uh, Jimbo Fisher used to coach at FSU. And I don't like free shoes. And so, with that said, I don't like Jimbo. So, <laughs> I like it, Morgan. I didn't like Jimbo's <laughs> diner in Wilmington. So, that's why I'm out on Texas AM. <laughs> Wilmington, North Carolina, for the record. You want to know why? Wanna know why? Because it was a little overpriced on the eggs. They were $2.99, not $1.99, like it was at Causeway Cafe. Just saying. The sides were a little too much on the extra. So uh for that reason, and that reason alone, notwithstanding the fact that I've been on the lane train all year long, and Oxford is one of my places that I really want to go. And Logan, we should have gone. I'm just gonna say we should have <laughs> gone. Um, I'm going Ole Miss. And I would really, in all seriousness, I would like to see them beat AM. 
I also think it's comical that, that the analysis you came to for this podcast was, I think AM's a pretty good team. Yeah, they beat Alabama. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Proofs well, in the pudding. <laughs> I'll, uh, look, at, I'll, I'll, look at the record. I know. Body of work. It's the eye test. Never forget about that. <laughs> Who invited Mark Packer? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Logan's record. I, this is a true story. I looked at his record when I was adding all the stuff up earlier, and I was like, that can't be right. He can't, he can't have picked twice as many games right as he picked wrong. So I did a little math on the calculator. I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of college football this year. <laughs> Again, it's the eye test. Get the algorithms. Um, <laughs> a few other teams, games that were receiving votes. Carolina, who's currently losing 23 to 7. Um, at yeah. go, go to hell, go Carolina, pit. go to hell. Go pit. Um, Ohio State versus Baylor. Uh, who cares, really? Um, <laughs> here, here. Don't yeah, I mean, couldn't I, care less. I, I didn't even know Baylor was right. That's how much I care about Baylor. And uh, I guess surprise. Chip and Joe are happy. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Oklahoma, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll sneak their way into the uh, the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna be them or uh, or uh, one of the other four. I can't. Not, not if my guy Mike Gundy can get it done this year against OU. Let's go Cowboys. That's my adopted Big Twelve team every year. Oh my goodness! <laughs> here, here, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Cowboy. We've already expanded. We've already expanded kind of halfway to the Big Ten. We're not. We're not. We're not going to the Big 12, no. Year in and year out, I do cheer for Gundy and the Mullet. That's the only Cowboys team I cheer for. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> that was funny when we weren't near Come 40. at me. Come at me. <laughs> oh, and Purdue versus Ohio State. And uh, Arkansas versus LSU. I'd like to say Bill Clinton versus uh, coachless LSU. <laughs> uh, on to the bold predictions for Ryan Angle. If you guys will let me do it, I only have five this week, but I tried to. I got shit last what? week. Do I'm twelve and zero. But easy one. Last week, right. any, last week Emmy could have picked those games. <laughs> well, she didn't. I was with her, and I asked her, and she was like, "Don't care. Could I please have some more?" Something. I forget what it was. Probably chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, the games you pick, because one of them was already in the pick em, so you could lose twice if that one goes against you. Uh, no. Um, I was trying to pick harder games or closer games. I picked K-State over West Virginia at in uh, the Little Apple, Manhattanville. I picked App State over South Alabama at home because I like betting App State. I, I picked Coastal over Georgia State at home. In case you're wondering, it was Georgia Southern. I picked Coastal over uh, last weekend. And then I picked Virginia Tech over Duke at home. Sorry, Morgan. That should probably work out for you since I'm undefeated so far. And I picked Ole Miss over over A&M. My coach is gone regardless of them winning out, so I don't care anymore. Um, What's what's intriguing about this week's parlay? <clears throat> is that A&M can literally beat you twice and hang two losses on you. Uh-huh. That's why I thought it might it might bring a little action. It's going to happen. 
it's going to happen to them. <laughs> That's why I thought my, it, it might bring a little more action to the uh, to the podcast. I wasn't Jimbo sure. If you guys and the are... boys got you. Whatever. I I don't care. I'm just going to criticize you when you pick cupcake games like you did last week. But we'll take this. This will be a fun to watch you lose. I didn't pick a cupcake game. I picked Penn State against Maryland. That's pretty much two cupcakes playing each other. Just saying. You just said five minutes ago, Penn State has all their losses are quality losses. Hey, look, facts change, okay? This is a fake news podcast. Alternative media, right? (laughs) We say whatever we want. Uh, Logan, I can tell I'm 30 seconds ahead of you on the game. Uh, we're both watching. For those that don't know, we're both watching the Carolina game in the background, and I can see these guys' reactions on the uh, on the screen, and it's funny. I can tell them getting in before they are. All right. Normally, we do a Florida of the field or something like that. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, the well gets a little dry, America. Sometimes, as as much as we could really be funny and just just wax on for five minutes about whatever we're interested in. Like at the beginning of this podcast, sometimes, you know, we just, we just run out of ideas up until genius strikes happened to be listening to a TV show earlier today, a true life, real person called in. He was a Florida man. And I thought genius, this takes care of our anchor topic and it takes care of our Florida man, uh, portion of the show. I texted the guys, we have a real life problem that we need to solve here. Excuse my, uh, throat warbling a little bit Uh, maybe i caught something or whatever over the weekend so this headline could read recently engaged florida man caught in moral dilemma here's the situation a man calls into a uh, tv talk show that me and morgan watch rather religiously for those that don't know we've mentioned marty and mcgee a lot on here marty smith ryan mcgee uh, SEC Nation. Uh, one of the other shows that I watch a lot is Dan Patrick. I want to make sure that I go out of my way to give them credit for this because it's a great idea. And I don't think it, it was definitely not a plan. It's just they accept callers and they give advice at times. And this guy called in, I think, earnestly looking for advice. And it led to this. Engaged man, recently engaged man, has ticket to a Rolling Stone show. He's never seen them before. He also has a fiance. He's never been married before. His funds are running low, probably because of the wedding and his fiance. Um, Tensions are running high. (laughs) And so are the bills for the wedding. (laughs) What'd you say? I said, women be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you'd think she'd be happy if she's shopping, but apparently tensions were running high. And so are the bills for all the wedding upgrades that they need. Because, you know, the... The flowers don't look as full, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some of us have been married. Some of us have not on this podcast. You'll find out, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> the dilemma, does he sell the ticket that he already has to the show and flip it for cash? It's a single ticket. We'll get to that later. And use the money to help support his future wife's <clears throat> spending habits spash, uh, slash special day, as some of us might call it. <clears throat> Dustin. <laughs> weekend. I had a special weekend. <clears throat> so, first of all, I'd just like to cover why is this man going to a concert by himself? He's clearly a loser. Um, he clearly has no <laughs> friends. Uh, oh, wait, he's getting married. That's why he has no friends. So, 
Logan, I know you've covered this in the past. So, uh, <laughs> well, Logan's going to friends givens now. He's got in a room talk. That's right. Maybe you could be the special friend that shows up on the coattails of the single ticket guy, or you could take the single ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's skip to it. Cause we got other stuff we want to talk about here. What is the right call here? Try and keep it relatively short and sweet, but let's say for argument's sake, because I think that this was expressed later on in the show that she does not know about this. Although I don't believe that because they're getting married. So she probably does know that he has a ticket to this event because they've probably conceivably been dating for a period of time. And if it was that much money that he spent on it, I think this is all just a test. I think she knows, but let's, let's pretend like she doesn't know. Uh, let's go with a married guy first. Morgan, what do you think? What does he do? What should he do? Um, God damn, why'd you have to come to me first? Because you're married. <laughs> we can't go uh, to Logan. We know what Logan's going to do. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes. She doesn't, in theory, she doesn't know about the ticket. But just like this gentleman, we don't know that she doesn't know about the ticket. <sighs> I mean, I, I can tell you what I would do. Would that help? Yeah, tell me what you would do. I cut right to the chase. Okay, so the best long-term play here, in my opinion, if she actually doesn't know about this ticket, is he should sell the ticket and then pay for the flowers that his wife wants that will die within a week. Then bring it up continuously and passive-aggressively forever. <laughs> Remember when you needed those flowers that were going to die? This is the opposite argument of the wife who bitches about the lawn. Oh, sweet lawn. I'm glad you spent so much time out there all summer long. Yeah, look, it's dead now. <laughs> Our kids are growing. You know, so as a sidebar, flowers the are the thing. biggest sham that's ever been uh, perpetuated on society that women want flowers. Ridiculous. You spend all that money and they die in a damn week or two. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Wine lasts longer. Did I just unless... left. Did I just leave over there? <laughs> oh my god um how much this is you know rabbit hole i guess what does a, a rolling stone ticket cost these days anyway. glad you asked they did a full deep dive into what tickets to this particular show cost if they were in the cheap seats they were somewhere between 75 to 100 bucks that doesn't actually really cut in if you look at wedding prices recently to most no. much of anything, but they go up almost immediately. If you're in the top 20 rows, it's going to be like 600, 700 bucks, which is a, you know, I guess a table setting. Is that what they call it nowadays? I didn't have any I, of this. I can tell you I, what, I, I can tell you what, if it, if it's a hundred dollar ticket or a $600 ticket, if she legitimately wants a full on flower deal at her wedding, that money don't mean nothing. Because those yeah. flowers are going, it ain't going to cover the cost. I'm sorry to tell you, brother. You know but, what you you need to tell that young lady. She needs to just take a couple months, stop buying all her iPods and avocado toast, and maybe she can get those damn flowers she wants. <laughs> so here's what I do: I'd sell the ticket and treat treat the lady to whatever she wanted. Morgan, is Crystal over your shoulder right now? <laughs> Blink once if she is. <laughs> Best part is that Morgan's 
we can't see Morgan. It's just his picture, so he's not blinking. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just you know, say wink, wink twice for uh, if I'm in, if I'm in danger. It's a safe oh, word. Man. Wink, wink. <laughs> it's a it's a hell. It, I I I understand where they're from, but I mean, it they act like a ticket to this concert is worth you know thousands of dollars unless he has some super vip like outrageous package which i don't even know if that exists it doesn't sound like it does then just go to the show like that's this few hundred dollars that he must have spent prior to their relationship or early in their relationship isn't going to make a difference in the wedding we've paid my wife and i have paid for a wedding and we did a pretty simple wedding by standards and that $200 ticket or $400 ticket that ain't gonna make a difference so I tell you what they could do here's the alternative all of her cousins and hang on uncles who just want to come for the open bar cutting them out tell them they can't come and then you save all head money and put them in the flowers problem solved and he gets to have his experience at the Rolling Stones, even though they're what 105 now or whatever, so they can't be that good. But anyway, that's his difference. Something else for a different day, I guess. Speaking for Logan and myself as uncles, um, that's absolutely true. What you said about showing up to weddings for the open bar, we absolutely <laughs> are driving the price up. <laughs> <laughs> You could easily get some flower money and get rid of some of your family members. That's that's simple. True. The way that the way the uncle shows up to a wedding is he he does six shots in the room and then he shows up to the wedding and he says, Hold on, hold on. Take a picture with me real quick while I'm still half sober with the flower girl <laughs> who's my niece. All right, great. I'm in the album. Awesome. See you guys. <laughs> half true. <laughs> uh all right. Well. I got some other questions. I think he's in a tough spot. I think he's in a tough spot here. There'll always be another wedding if he goes to the concert, right? I'm just saying. If she gets that upset, I mean, he could always just get married again. I mean, at least he went to the concert. The problem is, if he's single after the divorce, like, goes through, then, like, you know, I guess he could follow the Rolling Stones around, and that's probably a little too expensive for him, considering he's debating this in the first place. So, uh, I don't know. I think uh, being married myself, I think uh, uh, one of the guys pointed out on the show that marriage is just apologizing over and over and over again for doing things your wife doesn't want you to do. So you should just set a low bar, manage expectations, uh, need to send a message early, just start apologizing early and just go big with it. So that way, you know, over time, I mean, there's plenty of time to make it up to her, right? Over time, you just kind of like weaned out. Well, you should have seen him at the beginning of our relationship, you know, and it just kind of goes down from there. I think this is a wise approach, a very wise approach. Um, it's an approach that I, I endorse, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> Having lived it. Uh, what's that? Having lived it. I'm not going to go that far. No comment. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say that I don't want to mislead people. Okay. Okay. But, uh, so here's, here's my next question quickly. Can you buy the t-shirt, which is by the way, you've already gone to the concert and spent the money. 
Can you spend more money, at least 50 bucks, because it's the Stones or any other band? Can you buy the t-shirt spending more money that wouldn't go towards the wedding as a reminder that you can then wear around the house while you're married? <laughs> I mean, if you do end up going to the concert, you might as well buy the t-shirt just say, fuck it. Here's my t-shirt. I did go to the concert. <laughs> Look, I, I, that, I agree, Marty. That t-shirt will be a point of contention forever if you wear that around the house. I I guarantee that. I, I could have had nice flowers, but never you wanted to go see the stones. You know, let me give you a different perspective on this, because obviously I'm not married. To the man that is in this dilemma, treat yourself, King. Seriously, go to the damn concert. Maybe don't buy the T-shirt, but treat yourself. Like, if, if you literally are having to worry about whether or not she's going to either, worst case scenario, not marry you or bitch at you for the rest of your life about a damn concert. She ain't the one, bro. Cut her loose. Like, seriously. Like, reality is, I'm going to use the same analogy when one of my younger coworkers was, uh, had just met his girlfriend and he was talking about where should he take her on their first date. And some of the older folks in the office that, you know, were making more money, I'm trying to tell them to go to places like Capital Greer. Then I said, hell no, bro. I said, don't do that. I said, to first date, you don't even know how long you're going to be with this broad. I was like, the reality is you need to set the bar low on the first day. Take her out for ice cream or a drink or something because you set the bar at Capital Grill with those prices at the very beginning. I said, it's only up from there. She ain't going to want to go back to uh, Chili's if you take her to Capital Grill. You start off at Chili's. Then you take her to Capital Grill later on. Maybe Friday's. All right, listen. There's nothing wrong with a chain restaurant. Let's no, not at all. Put that on the table right now. <laughs> Please sponsor us, chain restaurants. <laughs> Tell you what, I would. I, I love a blooming onion from Outback. Yeah, we're eating good in the neighborhood, Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is where it, this is where it turns. So sorry about this particular Florida man. What bands or concerts would you be given a pass on, guys? I can list mine easily, um, and I can also list a biggest regret. But then there's another question that's coming down the. As, as they call it in poker, the turn, right? The flop and then the turn. Conversely, what bands are worth the apology for later? So what bands, concerts would you be given a pass on? Uh, I double-checked with my wife. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, Oasis, I'm allowed to go. If you get the way I'm saying I'm allowed to go, I would not ask. I would just go. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Clapton, that's a hero of mine for a number of different reasons, not just because he plays a mean guitar. Google them. You'll probably figure out why. Um, I had George Strait and Alan Jackson in there. Uh, and Alan Jackson makes a recent entry into this because of the issues that we've detailed in the recent past on our podcast. If you missed that, go back and check that out. And then uh, Van Halen, because uh, they seem to be losing some people. But I would really, and I, this is a theme from the podcast, like to see Van Halen's kid play with his dad. So I saw Fleetwood recently. Some of us saw Tom Petty. I saw Merle Haggard before they passed. And Prince is my biggest regret. So that's kind of yeah. my breakdown. Morgan, I was with you when Prince passed, and I told you the same damn thing. So um, who, do you, who do you got, Morgan? Uh, you know, I've, uh, since I was about 14 years old, I've, I've seen almost every band I've been wanting to see. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of try to pick one. So I might have to go with, you know, a what if scenario. If like if the band was still around, or if this was you know forty years ago or thirty years ago, and you were asking this question, um, I have to go with the band. 
Oh, Which band? <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> the band. The night they won it. They drove. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be between them and, and uh, Soundgarden. Ooh. Nice. Because I know Soundgarden, <laughs> people I talked to said they, they really put on a really good show. But I mean, like I said, I've seen so many bands I've wanted to see. So it's kind of hard to pick one that's currently playing. You saw Metallica with, with me. Yeah. I think that was probably. Saw Metallica, that was a big one. Saw Pearl Jam about set 11, I guess, almost 10 years ago. Um, Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Logan, you're big into music. What do you got? Yeah, it's interesting what you, you say that because like, I don't really have a whole lot of people that I haven't already seen. Like um, when it comes to the all time classics, I think the only ones that I haven't seen that I would be willing to entertain this idea would be uh, George Strait, Alan Jackson combo concert, or maybe Bruce Springsteen. But a lot of the other like all time classics, I've seen them. A lot of the modern mainstream guys, I've seen them. A lot of the um, more independent music people, I've seen them. Um, I would say maybe uh, just for the sake of of this exercise here, I would say maybe if it was Turnpike Troubadours back together at Green Hall. Um, that would be one that I would love to be able to go to. Be worth risking someone getting pissed at you. Fair enough. That's equivalent to like a war on drugs reunion where the guys are just never going to, or Oasis, they're just never going to get back together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone that you regret, Logan? I mean, like within you, reason. Like, I'm, I know you didn't see Skinner. Sorry. But like you weren't alive, so no. um, of the folks that are alive, the only show that I wish that I'd gone to that I called an audible and didn't go at the last minute was probably Hank Jr. about five years ago. Um, it, he doesn't play, but maybe ten shows a year, and it's I guess there's still time to see him. But like I said, I've been fortunate to be able to see most of the bands that I really, really like. Like I got to see Tom Petty in fourteen before a few years before he passed. Um, I, there isn't a whole lot of folks that I listen to regularly that are old that were about to break up that I haven't seen. Because I mean, I've even seen Turnpike three times. Fair enough, Dawson. The perks of not being married. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, we we're just a podcast full of privilege, aren't we? Uh, yeah, point of privilege. Here, <laughs> yeah, we're changing our name. Sitting. Changing our name yeah. right now. <laughs> the podcast, the privilege. EFOP. Um, because everybody's basically saying the same thing, but I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like, I've seen the shows I want to see. I mean, I haven't seen George Strait. Like, see him, so maybe that one would work. But I mean, all the big time guys that I want to see, I've seen. I've gone. I've seen Alan Jackson many, many years ago. I've saw Petty twice. Bruce Springsteen a couple times, um, Fleetwood Mac, the Eagles. Like we flew to Louisville in December and hung out and spent a weekend there to see Bob Seger. Um, Very cool. I just, yeah, they're they're all cool experiences and like I just I, modern day bands that like are alive today. I don't even know if I I'd really have to think about it historically. I don't know if there's anyone that I would feel that strongly about because I've been fortunate enough to see 
pretty much everybody I like. And then the bands that I like the most are way more accessible than what we're talking about here. You know, it wouldn't cost me $600 to go see the bands that I want to see, you know, for the most part. I'd like to see, like, Springsteen again, just because he's that good. But, you know, like, it, it isn't like a, I only have this one opportunity to see him, and then that's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe George Strait would have to be my answer if I had to pick one. But beyond that, you know, no, no regrets on this side. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of good concerts. I mean, it'd be cool if like Skinner from the seventies, you could see, but again, like your point is none of us were alive when they were together and playing real music. So, you know, I, nah, you know, I, I, I take that back. I'm going to change my answer. Okay. Michael Bolton. <laughs> Michael Bolton. I like like the movie uh, Office Space. I don't know what you guys buy to celebrate the guy's entire catalog. <laughs> maybe maybe Steve Dion could open up. Ooh. <laughs> Dude. Make sure you wear all your flair there. I hear that's important. <laughs> that's awesome. I'd add Seeger to the list of of uh, somebody that I'd like to see before he isn't playing anymore. But he's another one that doesn't play many shows either. Yeah, guess he come to Louisville. Tour. What's that? So I guess the love the love below tour. Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm glad then that I thought of a twist because I wasn't sure if. Um, all right, so if it's not a band or a concert, I can think of things that I would need to apologize for for sure, because that I would not that I would not be approved to go do. Most of them are backstage activities with people like Motley Crue, et cetera. <laughs> Miranda Lambert, Eric Church. I could I could I could enjoy doing some backstage stuff, but to be honest, I I don't have the ability or the or the money to go do that. So my thought process was, well, what about sports, right? So if it's sports, man, I mean, that could get real expensive real quick. I, for me, like my, like whatever it is, uh, for the sponsors that are out there listening, uh, my drop dead awesome thing that I would absolutely positively want to do if I could, you know, like one of those like make a wish things would be going to the masters. That would be incredible. And that would be very expensive. And I think that that ticket would go a very long way towards paying for anyone, even in 2021, with inflation and everything else going on, <laughs> wedding costs. So, I mean, you, you, you turn around and you drop that. That may not be a concert ticket. That may be a very significant. Uh, so that's kind of where I was going. Dustin, I know for a fact, because we've been talking about Coach K. I mean, my goodness. Coach K's last game, we know how much those tickets are going for. I'll go to you first, and then I'll go to Morgan, and then I'll go to Logan. We'll close out with Logan only because Logan's unmarried, and he'll probably give us some advice about just just do what you want. and <laughs> Completely unattainable yeah. advice. That's what someone <laughs> with no consequences says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so um, for me, it would be the Masters. What would, what would it be for you? Yeah, I mean, you, you suggested this earlier today, and you, you have it here in the notes. I mean, there's not many things again podcast privilege over here there's not many things that i look at and i'm like man 
Like that's it. That's what I, 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 that would just be an incredible life moment or, you know, there's cool things, you know, I'd love to go tailgate at some of the big sec schools or go to the cocktail party, you know, with Florida, Georgia, or do the whole whiteout at, um, with the up at Penn state and happy Valley, you know, just there's fun experiences, but if I don't ever do them, it ain't a big deal. However, the idea of coach K's last game versus Carolina and Cameron final time. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, a man, and this was for charity. It wasn't like market price, but a man paid a million dollars for tickets to that game. Um, they were auctioning off, I think a, a pair earlier uh, before the season started. And uh, it was basically just a charity auction and like a, a guy ended up and it's great because, you know, worthy causes are going to get the cash, but I paid a million dollars for those tickets. And, uh, and while tickets won't actually be selling for a million dollars, they will be going for tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah. uh, that game would be incredible. I mean, there's what roughly 9,000 seats in that arena it ain't going to be many people it's going to be crazy i mean that would be if i had you know if i had the resources that would be it and then that would be the kind of thing too that like that actually could make a dent in a wedding uh payment because if you're talking about that game depending on what kind of wedding you want it might even pay for the wedding so i could see how your wife might get a little little upset on that one Morgan you got anything up there South Bend it's a little less than a Coach K or Masters potentially but (laughs) Virginia Tech Um, National Championship something like that in all seriousness if if Tech was to actually play a national championship uh, game now that, that that would be for me anything else or would that cover it we did Um, for the record for the podcast we did big poppies last game that was really cool sporting experience for the two of us yeah we i know you and i talked about doing that and then we just we just said hell with it pull the trigger let's go that was a fun fun time you me and uh leon my old roommate (laughs) is the thing and he uh Um, he's he's ours (laughs) Any uh, uh anything else? Yeah, I'd say South Bend. South Bend, I'd also go uh Wrigley. Oh I would say I'd say Wrigley uh, World Series game. That's fair. That's about it. Okay. Logan, what you got? Because you didn't yeah. have Oxford, Mississippi, and you didn't have Atlanta Braves. Uh, yeah. World Series parade party. So I'm curious what you're saving up for. <laughs> yeah. So um, to I'm piggyback, <laughs> to piggyback off of Dustin, the Coach K's last game at Cameron would be something that I would love to be at. Tickets are going to be way too high, obviously, but that's on the list. Um, any trip to a, a uh, ACC football title for NC State, which isn't that expensive, but that's something that I would love to be able to, to experience a final four with NC state in it. 
a uh, trip to Omaha with NC State in it. I've had two opportunities for that. When I didn't have the money when I was 19. And then even when I was kind of gauging whether or not I should go this past year, we had the whole COVID ordeal. So glad I didn't spend any money. But um, that one's probably a, a doable thing in the future of being able to go to Omaha uh, to see the pack play in the College World Series at some point. But really, it's just like any big time major like championship driven game for NC State would be something that I would love to be able to go to. For the three of the four of us that have been to Louisville, do you guys have any interest whatsoever, especially considering our podcast in the past? Logan, this is a question for you too. Are you going to the Kentucky Derby? Yes. <laughs> I would consider but it because it's an experience, if, uh, I'm sure. Long as long as you know, be like shoulder to shoulder with people like they explained it. We're fathers and married and other things now. We weren't necessarily all of those things back then when we went and saw Bob Seeger. <laughs> would consider it but i would say it's would be highly unlikely because i look at i want to do it the way uh tom brady does it i don't want to go stand out in a crowd shoulder to shoulder in the back hoping that i can find a bathroom in, in between drinks so that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me fair enough just figured I'd throw it out there. I know we've talked about it in the past and stuff like that. So the Masters yeah, is no. another one I would consider. All right. Well, we can go to that. I can finally get you to Georgia, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the last time for context for the listeners, the last time Ryan <clears throat> mentioned about going down to Georgia, it was probably midnight on a Friday night, the day before a Saturday <laughs> World Series game. <laughs> True. I was re- I was in I was in the car ready to drive. <laughs> in the car ready to drive and I, I actually could have which i know comes which is which is the bigger handicap that i was able and ready to drive on a friday at midnight or <laughs> or that i wanted to do it so uh oh well i don't know all right well that concludes our uh our florida man anchor segment unless you guys have anything else that you feel we missed i had a bunch of really cheesy dad jokes about like how his wife was the burden and how if he went to the concert, he was going to need shelter. <clears throat> Give me shelter, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just, I had about seven of them. I'm not going to go through them. I think, you've been sub- them. I think you've been subjected to enough, America. <laughs> hey, I, I, do, I do know one thing that uh, we all should do, though. I've said it before, making our pitch. I'm going to reach out to him here soon, but the Myrtle Beach Bowl looks like Coastal is being slotted to possibly being in that. What? I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, it's almost that you're going to a Friendsgiving. Why have you not yet reached? Do we need to have 69 podcasts online? Like, I'm just trying to get the numbers up so we look a little bit more like they're going to be like, okay, yeah, these guys are legit. Let's start tagging like Bojangles, Eric Church, <laughs> yeah. everything on our Twitter page. Jack Daniels. This is Tell where them. the listeners come in handy. Hey, guys, really need you to reach out. Okay. Really need you to ask. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> we have we have we have a few more than our friends i hope we had some people in canada for like during the summertime i hear the radio okay. waves go away in canada during the winter <laughs> that's how it works it right we're, we're not on the radio so that's not how it works at all <laughs> that's how it works right <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well. This podcast going off the rails. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess <clears throat> that's enough of me giving advice to people who uh, <laughs> shouldn't listen to me when it comes to marriage advice about what you should and shouldn't do with your prospective wife. <laughs> so <laughs> moving into the Southern Spotlight, Dustin, what you got? All right. Well, on this little piece of the show that we do pretty much every week, we do a lot of talking about biscuits and barbecue and, you know, a lot of other whatnots. But it, when I was, when I was kind of trying to like say like, what are some cool things that we share with America? This is something we've mentioned before, but when we went down to Charleston for my bachelor trip, we got the whole group out one night or most of the group to a little place called up town social and for me it's not so much that the place was just uh coolest place you know ever but it was a very well like laid out bar with tvs everywhere they had and for us we watched the duke carolina game so kind of bringing it back to the college basketball theme that we kind of started with and be talking about coach k's last game you know we watched the duke carolina game there it was a packed place. They had it over the speakers. I hate when you go to like a bar and it's like the game's not on. It's like silent, you know, 1920 movies on the TV. And so they had it on all the televisions. Everybody was there to watch that game. It was an awesome experience. Logan and I uh, were pretty wound up as some of the attendees of that event could tell. Um, but it was just a good bar. Like we had our little spot. We watched the game, had a few cold beers. Um, it's right there on King Street on the King Street on the northern end. So, like, if you're looking to watch a game and kind of make your way down for the evening, it's a good place to start. Um, they also have a little rooftop you can make your way up to if you're interested. Um, I just thought all, all in all, it was a really good spot. And it kind of is if you're going to be in the Charleston area and you want to watch the sports or do, you know, like just have a night where you kind of like kick things off that way a little bit easy, I tell you. Tell you what, go check out Uptown Social, of Tracy Wright, watch a little sports, and you'll have a good rest of your night. And hit a rave on the roof after the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, always. In other words, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan Tenier with Dustin Morgan and Ryan, and we will see you next week. <laughs>